Attention. It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trade. I think this is great. Yes. Yes, it is. From LCS Heating and Cooling, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Hi, and welcome to Talkin' Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas, from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades and your home. Joining me today for part one of a two-part series on working in the trades is my husband and co-owner of LCS, Travis Lucas. Hey, Travis. Hey, how's it going? It's great. Well, today we're focusing on the work itself and what to expect with this type of career. Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. about working in the trades we're really talking about a big playing field here so Travis let's just start with what do the trades really cover um, it covers a good decent amount uh, obviously our case is HVAC but the trades in general HVAC electrical plumbing construction landscaping and then in those divisions you have commercial and residential Okay, so wow, so that's a lot. So if somebody's thinking about getting in the trades, they really have a lot of options yeah. as you're talking about. So let's kind of go through each of those. So in HVAC, um, residential and commercial, you've already mentioned that. Are they really that different? Yeah, it's a it's a, a major difference. Uh, commercial from the commercial aspect, just in time frames, you could be on a job anywhere from a week to years, as opposed to residential. I mean, even if it's a large house, you might be there a month, but on average, it could be one day. So it's, I mean, okay. it's, it's a time frame thing, especially with commercial versus residential. Okay. Is the skill set different? Yeah, it is. Um, it definitely takes a different skill set for both. Uh, just because you do commercial doesn't, know, doesn't, doesn't mean you know residential, and just because you do residential doesn't mean you know commercial. Okay. And then taking that one step further, so when we're thinking about commercial HVAC, if you are working in restaurants or, or some of the great big malls, like downtown Indianapolis, all that is on steam, right? Uh, yeah, there's steam. Like down. Circle Center Mall and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, once a diff that's a different skill set. Okay. And then same thing with if you're working in restaurants, there could be refrigeration, coolers, yeah. different things like that that you're working with. Yeah, once again, uh, you're not going to see that in the residential aspect. So it's just another avenue that you can take um, in HVAC alone. Okay, so let's talk about electrical and plumbing, for example. So those are two trades that we work very closely with a lot of times. People say they go they go hand in hand, HVAC, electrical, and plumbing. They're completely different, right? But is it the same thing with like commercial versus residential in both of those? Or, you know, are you on jobs for days at a time, just in and out? Like It's the same thing. They they're all the, they're all about the same when it comes to commercial versus residential. It's the size of the job at that point with the time frame. Okay, gotcha. Now, looking at construction, so we do, we personally do a little bit of new construction homes, like with a, a custom home builder. So in, in that, you're working very closely with other trades, but when you're thinking about construction itself, what could you be doing if you're working in construction? 
Oh, framing. Framing houses, uh, uh, concrete, uh, drywall. There's so many aspects of construction um, that okay. there's so many avenues. So Well, I guess then you're even thinking about when you're finishing homes, you're thinking about trim and yeah. paint and flooring. Flooring, yeah. That's good. Cabinetry. Cabinets, yeah. Yeah, there's so many aspects to go into. So if you're really thinking about getting into the trades, you've got so many options. When's a good time to start exploring that? I mean, were you talking about high school? Anytime. Or earlier the better. Okay. But you can literally pick it up at any time. Now, you may be behind the curve if you're older like me. Um, but, I mean. <laughs> but we don't you, want to give away your age yeah, or anything. If you get into it early, you, you, you can make a career out of this for sure. And there's okay. so many different ways and avenues that you've got. And starting early is the best. Okay. So you really hit the nail on the head when you're talking about a career. So there's a difference between working somewhere for a paycheck and working somewhere f as a career. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, especially in part two of this series. So as we're thinking about, you know, what does it kind of the day-to-day -day look like for this? Well, let's think about the actual work environment. And so, Travis, are you outside very much? Are you mostly inside? Like, what can someone expect if they're in the trades? And that might be HVAC, electrical, plumbing, construction. You mentioned landscaping earlier. You know, where do you expect to work? It's a mix. Um, you are going to have weather. Or the, I'm sorry, mix outside, inside. Sorry. You're, the outside is going to be in every trade, especially landscaping. Yeah. Um, now, for that matter, landscaping, they, they, uh, they kind of get laid off a lot during the wintertime because everything slows down. But as far as HAC, electrical, plumbing, you are going to be outside. Uh, construction, especially new construction with HVAC, plumbing, and electrical, the house may not have windows in it. So I don't care if you're in the house. There's still no <laughs> windows, so it's like you're outside. So that means it's either cold or it's hot. Yes. You can feel the wind, yeah, like all so that. Okay. You, you have, you've got to understand that the weather is going to play a role in how you feel every single day in the trades. Okay, so let me ask you this. Say you get up one day and it's, it's raining. I mean, are you just automatically off work because it's raining? No, you're going to have rain gear on. And <laughs> okay. uh, for in our case, the guys have canopies on their uh, vans um, when we're setting an air conditioner. The weather doesn't slow us down as far as work. It just slows us down as far as job hours during the day yeah. just because of the weather. Right. It takes a little bit longer. So when we had that snow um, a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever that was now, that really slows the job down, number one. But, you know, when you're in the trades, you're really in a service industry. So we're talking here, you know, construction and landscaping can be a little bit different. But when you're in HVAC, electrical, plumbing, you know, we don't really get snow days. And so just knowing that going into this type of work is, is we are in a service industry. And so it really doesn't matter, too, if you're commercial or residential because businesses are still open, right? And if yeah. they need service, if, if homes lose their heating, it doesn't matter if there's a bunch of snow on the ground. We got to figure out how to get there. Yeah, absolutely. We're needed. Um, when the system, when a furnace goes down, we don't get to call in. Uh, you actually, you're now, you need to get there even quicker. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, a big reason why people choose the trades in the first place. Is it's hard to ship our jobs overseas, or it's yeah. hard for a robot to do our jobs. We can't have kiosks. No, so. we can't. No, I know. We went and had lunch somewhere, and there was kiosks there, and we were like, oh, wow, this is something new, right? You, you know, our jobs can't be replaced like that. It's a no. certain skill set, and it really takes people to go and, and do things. Yep. Okay. So thinking about work environments still. So, you know, as far as workspaces, so where – 
you might be working if you were running some electrical or where you might be working. Obviously, if you're doing plumbing, you could be in a bathroom. You could be outside, like partially underground. You could be in drains. If you're in HVAC, where are you generally going to be working at? Uh, it depends on the house. Uh, if it's a basement, obviously you're going to have work in the basement. You're going to have work on the first floor. Uh, if it's on one story, you're going to have work in the attic. Um, it's always going to the roof. You're going to be up. You're going to be outside on the roof running the flues. So crawl spaces are probably. <laughs> I don't know what's it's toss up between crawl space and attic. They're both bad. Some are some are large. Some are very tight. And you mm. have got to know going in that if you're claustrophobic at all. Trades may not be a, uh, the good, a good a good job for you. Okay. It may not be a good fit for you. Correct. So what about being scared of heights? you got to be able to uh, climb up a ladder with really no, I guess, to so, so many words, fear. Uh, but if you have a fear of heights, that's something that may not be a good fit for you. Okay. So that may be something just knowing going into it. Like these are day-to-day work conditions, right? Yep. Like this isn't something that's a rarity. Like this is day-to-day. Now, in, on the HVAC side, does it matter if you're in installation or the service side, or do both deal with attics and crawl spaces? Uh, both deal with attics and crawl spaces. Um, uh, the install a little bit more than, than service, but then okay. service has service. You have maintenance uh, service calls on on rooftops. You know, on, you're on top of building. Yeah. Rarely do they have to get on, on on a house roof, but a commercial building, yeah, that's in the ladder. It can be pretty high up there. Okay. So do do most companies like HVAC companies, say you've got a roof that's out there, I mean, do they ever ha- like um, rent a lift or is it truly, no, you're going up a ladder? No, there's a point where we, we have to rent a lift. Okay. Um, and we'll, you get over, you know, about 25 feet up and ladders are going to be hard to get to that point. Okay. Uh, they're going to be stretched out too far and you got to be able to get the ladder to the job and... That's a pretty big ladder. Well, that's true, to carry it on a vehicle or whatever. And I'm assuming if it's that big of a ladder, you're going to need a couple people to set it up and, uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yep. So, okay. So talking about, um, you had, you'd hit on this a little bit earlier, but longevity on jobs, like how much time you're spending. So say you're in, you know, maintenance or service in HVAC, in plumbing, in electrical, you know, can you, are you in a house a day, a couple houses a day? Like, what's that look like? Like, what's a day look like for you? Maintenance and service, you could be anywhere from three to four to six to seven a day. Different homes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, and so that's going in, maintaining the equipment or, you know, diagnosing it, seeing what's wrong with it. Same thing with electrical, looking at the electrical panel, you know, maybe having to fix light switches or fixtures or something like that. Okay, so on commercial, you mentioned that it could be much longer. Now, is that generally, is most commercial work more of a a new construction or remodel style job or? No, it could be both. Okay. You've got maintenance and service on commercial. You have replacement on commercial. You have new construction on commercial. It's, it's all over the place. It is. Okay. So, so there's just lots of options. So how yeah. would people, how would you recommend people um, learning what might be the best avenue for them as far as HVAC, electrical, plumbing? I mean, what do you think? Uh, that's a tough one. I, me personally, um, me having a little bit of ADD, probably more a than little. I, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> a little bit, I guess, probably a lot of ADD. I don't like being somewhere for long periods, um, and I knew this going in when I got into HVAC. That man, I I don't want to do commercial because I knew okay. I was going to be I was going to be somewhere for weeks, months, years on end. I did not like that. Okay, but that was more of a personal preference, yeah, yeah. just something you know about yourself. Yeah. So I guess that's something to think about. Is really you know, evaluate yourself and what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing. Um, Travis, so thinking back before he got into HVAC, he took a job in a factory and you worked there, what, three days? 
A week? Uh, two days. Two days? It was two days. <laughs> I had a big clock above me, and I could not deal with being inside. Yeah, and so and that's just, it's a, it's a personal thing. It's not that the work itself was bad. It's not that his work environment was bad. It was just something that he knew about himself that you really had trouble being in, standing in one place all day. Yeah. Right? So that can help you decide commercial versus residential. That might be able to help you decide, like, even construction versus landscaping. Or maybe you do have that, you know, fear of heights or something like that. You know, in a, in a landscaping position, which is, a, which is a trade, you may not have to be up on a ladder. Or you may not yeah. have to be doing that thing. And so that may be the best avenue for you. Yep. Okay. So thinking about education needed. So what are we talking about as far as education and schooling when we're talking about getting into the trades? So there's a couple different avenues you can do. One is you don't have any education and you just get hired on as an apprentice helper, you know, just starting out where you're just a set of hands technically and you're observing, but you are running parts for your, your lead guy. So it, that, that in essence, then you have no experience in, as far as schooling goes. Okay. Um, then you have the schooling route where you start getting the, the book smart, and then you're, you're getting into class, and then eventually maybe a year in, maybe two years in, depending on your how long the course is, you try to get a job. So you have on-the-job training. Um, so there's no right, no wrong as far as schooling or no schooling. Um, schooling definitely helps, uh, but on-the-job training, in my eyes, is the best. Okay. So with schooling, with let's talk HVAC because that's what we know obviously yep. well. Is it primarily book work? Is it a mixture of book and kind of field training, or how how is that set up? It is. I mean, I know it's been years since yeah. you've been in school. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a long time since Ivy Tech. Uh, it's it's a fifty fifty. Uh, you you get two hours in the uh, class and you have two hours in the lab. Of course, I wanted four hours in the lab and zero in the class, <laughs> but that's yeah. not how it works. They, they do have to teach you the book side of it. Which is kind of the theory side of it, right? It is. Or, yeah. and, and once again, if if you're not that person, you you, you, you want to wait for that lab, you're more of a hands-on person then. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So generally, are we talking about four years worth of school, one year? I mean, what's I, the... I believe it's two years, and I think you could probably go four, um, I think. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but I at least two. Yeah. Generally, you're going to be looking at like a two-year yeah. trade. Now, what about online classes? We have a lot of people ask about, you know, how about if I just find some online classes? You know, what's your opinion on that? I don't, the, unfortunately, I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, obviously, when I went, there were there were no online classes. Um, I, don't, I don't think it would be as good as either in-person at school or on-the-job training. Um I just, I don't have an opinion on it. I'm not saying it's wrong, mm-hmm. so, but yeah. I just don't have an opinion on it. Okay, so it's not something that you've experienced yeah. yourself as far as online courses. Yep. I do know at the company with some of our technicians is we have put um, we have put them through some virtual training and things like that. And it's any type of training, in, in my opinion, is good. It's always, I mean, you can always learn in some way, and there's always something to learn. But in the trades and in HVAC, you know, having that hands-on experience. And so many people that are hands-on people, they're also visual learners. And so really seeing it done and then being able to do it themselves is really how they tend to pick up and learn is what we've seen. Yeah. And the, the one thing we hear a lot of times over and over is everybody thinks they have to have schooling to get into HVAC as far as HVAC goes. Mm. And that's electrical and plumbing too. You do not have to have schooling. 
Well, well same thing with construction, really, correct. too, right? Like, yeah. y- you can be taught how to hang drywall. You yeah. can be taught how to do flooring. You can be taught all of those skills. And it is a skill set, yes. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Don't sell yourself short, though, thinking you can't get into a trade because you don't have any schooling experience. That's that's a really good point. So there's a lot of companies out there that will hire somebody who's truly entry level with no experience whatsoever. Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what's needed to get started. So do most people have to have some tools? Do they have that provided for them? Like what is needed to get started? Just mainly hand tools, a drill, sawzall, just the the average tools because the the specialty tools that cost more. Yeah. You may find out you don't like this trade and you just bought a bunch of paperweights. So just starting out, just ma- basically hand tools. You can go to Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, uh, you know, hardware store, and get get you started with a toolbox and some hand tools. Okay. So, of course, companies are going to provide some things as well when you're talking about the true specialty yeah. tools. And so that's the other thing is, like, if you don't have to spend money on some of that stuff, don't, don't. because you might yeah. have it provided for you. But, you know, the other point, too, is – when you start buying the specialty tools like that, you want to make sure you're getting something good, yeah. right? And so at that point, you're probably going to need some advice from the company you're working with or maybe your instructor at you know, Ivy Tech or Fortis College or something yeah. like that on where should I really be going to get this specific tool? Yep. Okay. So that's all the good technical stuff and work environment and everything else. But one piece that people often forget about when it comes to the trades is it's a people industry as well. And so there are some soft skills that are needed. There's a lot of customer interaction. So remember, you're in somebody's home or you're going into somebody's place of business. And so there's got to be some people skills and things like that. Now, those can be learned as well, right? But, you know, there's that general, um, just that general character of being able to talk to people and things like that, that kind of puts you up, uh, up a step from everybody else too. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be able to interact with the customer above and beyond the job that you're doing or the task at hand right there. You can set that stuff aside and and have small talk with the customer over their dog, their cars, anything, but you've got to have those soft skills. Okay. And then presentation, like that's always important too. Like you need to look professional, like you're going into somebody's home. And so to be honest, like you've got to be somebody who cares about that presentation as well because when you're going into somebody's home like that is a a very private space for a lot of people Mm -hmm. or even somebody's business you know our place of business we take a lot of pride in that and so we want it taken care of and you know as a homeowner one of the first things that I notice is if somebody's wearing shoe booties or if they took their boots off and if they didn't and they're trekking through my house you can be sure I'm going to say are you planning on Putting yeah, some booties you know, on, or you know, pick that mop up. <laughs> yes. grab the mop bucket, please. I know. Yes. So you you are judged, and every day we're judged more and more. So being presentable is very key. Yes, I would say that. So I tell you, the trades is um, it is a wonderful industry. It has been you know it's been so good for Travis and I. Just with our business, we've met so many amazing people and other skilled people. It is a, it is definitely a skill. Um, I will say, like being in the trades, like, like we are. I couldn't tell you the last time we had to go to Google and find somebody to, you know, do some sort of thing around our house, even because we've met so many people in the industry and we know so many good quality contractors and and tradesmen and things like that that help us with even our own personal home. Yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit about lifestyle, um, living, wage, growth, things like that. So Travis, would you say in the trades, do you, do you think, first of all, there's growth opportunity? Absolutely. There's, there's going to be growth from the, the multiple positions you can take at, at HVAC company, a plumbing company, electric company. So there is growth. That's why it's a career, not a paycheck. Okay. So even if you come in entry level, like you could come in entry level and you build your skill set and you gain experience. Some of that is time. Some yep. of that is, you know, your own motivation and, and work and dedication and, and everything else. But I mean, you're talking about there's, there's lead positions, there's management positions, there's sales positions, there's positions in the office, in the warehouse. I mean, there are just so many opportunities. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Ton okay. of opportunity. Yes. So the big question that everybody always thinks about, well, how much do you make? How much can I make in the trades, right? Now, this is a loaded question because in the trades, remember, we're talking about HVAC, electrical, plumbing, construction, landscape. We're talking about all these different industries, and they're all going to have different pay scales and be set up different ways. But let's talk a little bit about HVAC because that's what we know so well, right? Yeah. So entry level, somebody comes in and they have no experience or maybe they're just starting to attend a trade school or something like that. Like what can they expect to make? Is it usually going to be hourly or salary? Hourly. It'll be hourly. And you're going to, on average, I can't speak for every company, yeah. but on average, you should, you should start out at $15 an hour okay. at minimum. That should be an average starting. Not that it can be lower. It could be higher. It could be lower, but that's average to come in with no experience. Okay. So you know, several years ago, that may have been more like $10 or $11 or $12 yeah. an hour, right? But it, you know, times change and, and things things change and things yep. like that. So really kind of that $15 an hour, 14 mm -hmm. to 16, something yeah. like that, right? Okay, so as you've, you know, you put your time in, you get to mid-level tech, you get to a, a lead tech. And when I say tech, I mean that could be an installation, that could be in service, whatever. Now, there's a lot of different things that, that play into wage. So for example, on the installation side, there's different ways for pay to be set up. So some companies are hourly, some have more of a performance pay type of pay, right? Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about like an average salary range, what are you thinking? Uh, you get to that lead, I mean, anywhere from 50 to 70, 50 to $80,000. Okay. So that's it. I mean, that's a great salary. Yeah. So when you're thinking about on this, the maintenance and service side, so so generally on the service side, most companies, you have to rotate in an on-call schedule, okay? And so if that's not something that you want to do, then you're probably not going to advance too far into the service side of things, right? You might yeah. stay more of a, a mid-level maintenance technician or something like that. But is the salary range kind of the same on the service side? Um, yeah, to a certain degree. Um, it could be a little bit higher on the service side. Okay. It just depends. But Still, to, to be safe on the service side, you're, you're that lead, yeah, that, that 50 to 80 is a, is a good number. Okay, that's great. And then, of course, in sales, a lot of that is commission-based, Yeah. right? And so that's really up to you on how many sales calls you're taking. And, uh, and That could be yeah. sixty to 200,000. I mean, that's a wide range. Yes, it's a very, very big. And then, of course, you have, you know, warehouse positions. You have office positions and everything else. And it's there's just, there's a lot of opportunity and a lot to explore. And so... The biggest thing is, is don't be, don't be scared if you're starting at entry level, because it really like, it doesn't necessarily take that long to build up into, you know, a mid-level or a lead technician into a management position, something like that. Yeah. You got to go after it. That's what it comes down to. How much go do you have to work towards your career? Yeah. Now, Travis, I would say like, you know, overall, like everybody has like great days and everybody has bad days, but overall, are you happy you got into HVAC? Absolutely. 
Maybe at the beginning it was a little tough because <laughs> I was at the bottom of the totem pole and maybe been below grade, I think. Well, I remember you digging slabs yeah, on so uh, new dig, construction, digging right? Digging slabs on new construction. So mm-hmm. did I Did I look at that and go, man, I'm going to make a career out of this? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but it, 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 I put my time in, and it, it's paid off. So Yeah. that's it. Again, there's just so much opportunity. And I think we go back to it's a service business, too. And so you look at you know, the skill set that you're building as a person and then also having that purpose of helping other people as well. I mean, it's huge. Absolutely. Okay. Oh my goodness. Lots of good information today. So I hope that helps you out with a little bit about what are the trades? What's kind of a day look like? What's the work environment look like? It gives you a good idea of what to expect if you decide to explore the trades as an option for you, or maybe you have a a friend or a family member that is interested in it. So this is a two-part series. Travis, thank you so much for joining me today. And I really look forward to having you on again next week for part two, where we're going to be focusing on how to know if the trades are a good fit for you and how to get started. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks for joining me today on Talk and Trades. Please subscribe for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day. From LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana, this is Talk and Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.